Welcome back. We're glad you came back this week, too. To the podcast, These, These are, are Bad, bad movies. movies. I'm Amy Bell. I'm Amanda Ferriante. And we are kicking off a very special... Episode. Yeah. <laughs> month of episodes. Yes. Uh, we are going to be celebrating Black History Month at the Bad Movie Podcast. So we have to pick bad movies. So... We're picking we, bad movies. They're going to be bad movies. <laughs> we are going to have White Savior Film Month, and we're going to talk about how bad these white the, movies are. The stories that try to make it look like they're about black people, they're but are really actually not. about white people. Yeah. So. Because, yeah, we're both two white people. We're white people. So yeah. we can talk about white people doing white people stuff. Because we don't like it either. And it's bad. It is. And when it's in movie form. It's worse. It's really bad. Because you have to watch it. I, I will say that most of the films on our list I have not seen before. Uh, because <laughs> they're just, they're bad movies. They are. You hear about them. Yet some uh, critically acclaimed ones too. Well, cause because who are the critics? Who the, are the yeah, critics? Yeah, I know. Think about it, guys. Yeah. The Academy. We all know how much trouble they've had, you know, being modern not racist not racist not sex they they yeah there's a reason these movies won <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so. we'll talk about that so today we're going to start uh the month off with the blind side i have seen it before i have not because nothing about that movie looked like something i wanted to see i didn't like it right big surprise right I'm quite confident in my not liking it. For the very reasons we've talked about, it sounds like it's going to be a big old white savior film. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a movie about the parents of the accomplished person. It is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It I'll tell you this. Yeah. In my experience, it makes white conservatives very emotional to watch this movie. <laughs> Just like, oh my goodness, it's so real. So yeah. just look at that woman who discovered that people were people. And should be cared about. Yeah. Although, I have to say this. I love Sandra Bullock. I still don't like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, am already assuming what I'm not going to like about the movie, but I think You're I probably should just right. let the movie... You're probably right. I should let this movie speak to me in all its badness here in a minute. Yeah. Let's do it. Let me tell you a little bit about Anchor FM. It's what we're using to record this podcast today. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, 
Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, listeners. Thanks for all your support. If you'd like to be more engaged in the These Are Bad Movies conversation, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at These Are Bad Movies and Twitter at These underscore bad. Your engagement really helps us grow as a podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. That was a doozy. Yeah. Well. (laughs) So I got to watch Amy do research for two hours and ten minutes. Two hours and eight minutes. We keep picking really long movies. Really long bad movies. Yeah, it's an unfortunate side effect of this podcast. (laughs) It's really bad. And now I've watched it twice in my lifetime. Yeah, and I wish I hadn't watched it at all. Mm -hmm. Because I got nothing from it but anger. So I come from a white conservative background so i've been in people's homes where they've said hey let's put on a movie you want to watch the blind side and i've had to wiggle out of that scenario multiple times yeah i've never had anyone suggest to me that we watch this movie and and it was me that brought this to the table i know because i knew that it was a really Mm -hmm white it really white is. yeah movie it, it was always between the blind side and invictus which fortunately i've never watched so one of the things that i want to kind of clarify is when we're talking about this being a month of white savior mu- movies on these are bad movies that's not a good thing <laughs> no it's not it's a bad movie podcast it's a bad movie podcast so what we mean by white savior movies is movies that tell stories about black people where the white people are the heroes yes where white people have to come in and fix things for black people it remove it it removes agency mm, it does and it it is a way of telling a story that it's it's really the reason that we do still have to have things like Black History Month mm-hmm. because we see black stories too frequently through a white lens. And this is 100% one of those stories. It is. So the first thing that sticks out about this movie is that the black man that it is ostensibly about does not like the movie he does not and wishes it hadn't been made Mm -hmm. and felt like it interfered in his life it painted him in a really poor light and it just it wasn't about him it was about sandra bullock's character the mom yeah so for those of you who don't know what this movie is about it is about michael ower no it's about a white family taking in michael ower Yes, a wealthy white family. Wealthy white Republican family. Yeah, that they find that important. And they take in this homeless black teenager 
and teach him about football. Because he doesn't get it. And he becomes a success. At football. Right. And also he has an incredibly low IQ, according to the movie. Right. But he ranks in the 96th percentile for protectiveness. Which I have never seen protective instincts being tested for. I mean, I have At a, a school. Yeah. I've, I've never had his protective instincts skills rated in any way. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know what they all do in Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, not, I'm a Kansas girl here, but uh, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't sound very truthy. This, okay. So the first time I watched this movie, I was probably 13 or something. It came out in 2009. I can't do math. I don't know how old I would have been. I, uh, nine plus four. I would have been 13. Yes. <laughs> I worked it out, you guys. Would have been 13. Um, and I didn't super absorb the movie, but I knew I didn't like it. And yeah. now I have all kinds of reasons I don't like it that I can voice if you'd like to listen. Oh, I would love to. He gave me some eugenics vibes. Oh, yeah. Which... Was yeah, they started off the movie by talking about like how wide their thighs needed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they had this video that was like examining this man like a piece of meat, and or it was more like people who trade horses. Yes, that He's is got comparable. powerful thighs. Well, you know, they use eugenics with animals all the time. Um. We're glossing over the plot, but I would like, I would like to point out when all of the football recruiters come and they want to see the the guys on the play and football things, but that was also very cringy for me. I don't know how to put it into words. Yeah, I mean, recruiters do come and watch players. Yeah, well, I don't particularly like football anyway. And there is some push about how college sports treats their athletes as commodities to profit from yes and that the athletes themselves don't get to profit yes and it does display that so maybe that was a moment of truth in the movie a truth i dislike yes it's it's a dislikable truth but yeah that at least rang semi true but the things that didn't necessarily ring true Mm. were the things that Michael Orr, the football player, yes has said about his own life and one of the glaring things is that according to him and the people that were around him, Mm -hmm. he is a very gregarious personality, Mm. he was not this withdrawn lump Willing to go along with whatever Mama said. Or SJ, the little twerp. Yeah, and and didn't socialize with... I mean, they made him out to be borderline autistic. um, Like, not knowing how to person at all. Mm. Like, you should smile at people. They'll like you more. Yeah, they did. They told him... The kid tells him, like, you should smile more. And it's like... Yeah. 
oh my gosh yeah don't say that to people like ever oh it's oh and they try to make this woman so like a sex symbol in the movie and like she everywhere she goes she's condescending and self-righteous like she goes to the the bad side of the tracks and like disses like a, a business owner and and so she's gonna start a project for the projects and then no, nah, it was done. her friends that said yeah, that she was going like, to start a project for the project. She didn't disagree with them. And I mean, th- they all sat at their little brunch mm-hmm. eating their $18 salad that they like to talk about the salad being $18. Mm-hmm. And they talked crap on where the kid came from. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not respecting a person. I don't know if that happened. I haven't read the book. I haven't read this man's life story. I haven't read, like, but it's just the stereotypes. There's, it came up like three different times. This worry about this big black man living in a house with a little white teenage girl. What's going to happen with that? And like, that's a real stereotype. That is a stereotype that exists. Not that it's a real stereotype. But, like, I feel like this movie was just made to make white people feel good about themselves. Oh, 100%. And and let's be real here. Michael Orr was a very successful football player. Uh, and I say was because his he's retired, mm-hmm. not because he's passed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But he was a very successful p- football player. He won tons of awards. He won awards in high school. He won awards in college. He won awards in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He was a successful football player. And his story of coming from what he says was a rough background. Every everything in his life, um, as he tells it, indicates that he did have a rough background. And in high school, things were hard. But he's the one who overcame that mm-hmm. he's the one that yeah he had some luck mm-hmm. in having some connections that he made to to make it into old miss and to make it into the, the baltimore ravens but the story wasn't about him at all no. it was like look at what great foster parents we are and like what stories do you hear about famous people that are actually about what a great job their parents did. <laughs> mm. Even even famous people who had rough upbringings and maybe w- were in the system and wound up in foster care. You're, you're not you make the movie to, about them, not their parents. You make a story about the foster parents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they should have been supporting roles but they were starring roles because Mm -hmm. it was a white story it was so white made to make white people think it was about black people yeah yeah real popular with conservative white people oh and the movie itself was critically acclaimed raked in what like 300 something a little under 300 I'm just going to look this up here. Yes, a lot. It was on a budget of 29 and made 300 something. Okay, so it made 309 million dollars. Million. Okay. Yes. It was nominated for best picture. 
Sandra the Academy won some Awards. Kind of awards for it. Yeah, yeah, she won Best Actress for it in and a leading role. And it's one of the the highest grossing films where the the lead is a woman, like titled like, on the DVD case. It says Sandra Bullock instead of Tim McGraw. Yeah, well, he was definitely not the lead. No, but like, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So this brings to mind all the kind of controversy that's happened in the last 10 years it's been coming to light about how whitewashed the Oscars are. Mm -hmm. So it's not surprising to me that in 2009, the Oscars were like, look at us loving this film about a black person. It was competing with Twilight New Moon. So. Oh, well. (laughs) Okay. Which one was going to get the award, Amy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and that is that is the problem with white savior movies is that it gives white people a pass. A pass. They look at it and they go, "I would like to take in a kid. I would do that. I'm a good person." Yeah. And the academy got to go we really want to talk about how great this movie is that's involving a black story. And they can't say that we're racist and don't listen to black stories mm-hmm. at the Oscars. But they time and time again haven't. Well, the, the uh, you look at the other black characters in the movie who have lines. And there's the guy who helps Michael get into the school. Right, who... This guy that whose name doesn't even really come up, like maybe once, he's the one that actually got Michael Orr into this high school mm-hmm. that launched his football career and then kicks him off the couch. So th- I'm pretty sure that's what it showed. Like he was staying, Michael was staying on their couch. Right. Well, that's the in wife the movie. Was a, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the movie. I haven't read this other stuff. I'm talking about the movie. He was staying with him in real life. Okay, but I'm talking about what's depicted with these characters, right? Right. And un- and untangling this story and the fact that you even have to untangle it, yeah, is why this is a bad movie. I guess the mo- the book, the movie wasn't even based on the book that Michael Ower wrote. It was based on a book someone else wrote about him, which was quote unquote based on facts. It was like like a college friend of the dad. Yeah, something like that. Something weird. Um, But so this guy is shown in a sympathetic light and then an unsympathetic light because he kicks out Michael because the wife's not having it. And that's the last you see of him. And then the other black character with the most lines, maybe even more than Michael has, is the, the gang boss at Hurt Village. Who is a giant stereotype. Yeah. Like, it's not good to black people. At all. No. 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 And and everything going on at the projects had this air of, oh, this is just a den of criminality. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael, you'll protect me, right? And then later, Michael, remember how you protected me? do that but in football oh and that's the thing he was playing football before he met that family Mm. 
And they're sitting there showing this like nine year old kid explaining football to him with, with a condiments. table full of salad dressing. And it's like <laughs> what? It is bonkers offensive. Oh my it it is. I mean, I was getting upset during the mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. because I am really bothered. One of the things that bothers me the most is the mistreatment of children. Yeah. And this family treating this child like he's a project to be worked on to reflect them somehow. Because they want to be Christian. Yeah. And they keep showing this like idea that it's hard for them to be decent to a child. No. Because it's no, not the done no. thing, Amy. That's not the done thing. It's not proper. Yeah. It, it, he was a high school kid. A child. And the the way they treat him just doesn't come off as how I expect to see people treat children. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't ask him his opinion on things. And well, they even like had him come and sit for a Christmas portrait and said, "It's not like we're going to put him on the Christmas card." And then, did. and then it was like, "Oh, they did. Aren't they quirky?" Yeah. Like no, it's just No, if you have a kid living in your house, it shouldn't have even been a question of whether they're going to be on the Christmas card. Mm-hmm. You've welcomed them into your family. Act like they're your family. Yeah. Not a house guest. And through that whole show, they treated him like a house guest that they were doing charity work for. Yep. And that is not how you treat children. Well, and then there's the whole thing with him meeting his long-lost brother in the restaurant. And then nothing happens with that. Oh, they're like, oh, when was the last time you saw your brother? A long time ago. Well, we'd like to meet him someday. Turn around. Let's go talk. Yeah. uh, Like, let's get his phone number. Have him come over. Mm Mm-hmm. No. It was like a vague, we're interested in your life. Yeah, there was all these it's, moments. You're not just a football cash cow for us. So that, like, we look, have Taco Bells. Ta- oh my word! So many Taco Bells. Like you think about that. Then they're living in their McMansion, and there's this project like what ten movie minutes away from them, which could be better if maybe they paid more taxes. Tch. The Republicans. I know. They'd never even met a Democrat. They had a black son before they'd met a Democrat. That said that line in the movie. Yeah. It was so cringe. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I think Sandra Bullock did play the character well. I think she shouldn't have selected that movie in the first place. That was back when people were selecting that kind of choice. Apparently, it was a tough decision for Sandra. To take that movie. Really? Yeah. She, she actually said she had reservations about the movie. Good guess, movie to have reservations about. Yeah, it it is. But she played that holier than thou mm-hmm. type of woman pretty but, well. 
well. Like, she played that role believably. She's a good actress. To the point of, I am angry with Sandra Bullock after watching the movie, because I did conflate her Mm -hmm. with the character being depicted. Well, that's the thing. So well acted, I suppose. It is well acted, and you don't know what was cut. But also, yikes. So, Michael Orr said about the movie that it brought more undue attention to him because he played offensive tackle mm-hmm. um, for the Ravens and then Tennessee and then the Panthers. And he felt like at offensive tackle, he was kind of an invisible role on the football field, a, a critical but invisible role. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't something that announcers scrutinized or that anybody was paying any extra special attention to. But when this movie came out, he had a whole bunch of eyes on him. Mm. People started treating him differently. People started acting as though he was the character in the movie. Yikes. And he has said that it hurt his play. I mean, that yeah, your perception that it would hurt your career. It would. It would stink. So not only was it not his story in his own words. It harmed him. But it was his story told wrongly in a way that negatively impacted his career. Yikes. And that is what is wrong with white saviorism. Mm-hmm. Because it shouldn't have been about them. It shouldn't. But it was. It, yeah. Like, a lot. Like, you talked about how the mom character... Is, is the holier than thou like I'm gonna help you well I don't know that the dad has that moment like directly with the the Michael character but the daughter definitely does when she leaves her friends to go sit with him and they just again like, acted like clear, it was a hard decision a clear choice on her face she's like I'm gonna do the right thing not because I actually feel the instinct to be close to the person that I've adopted into my family, but because aren't I a good Christian? There was a lot of that. Uh, in Well, and like they they make out the uh the NA what's that N C A A. The N C A A woman to be like this horrible lady. Like she's another black character that gets lines. And she's like, we don't want other big rich white families to take in young black men from poor backgrounds to shuffle them off to their favored school it's like well that is what happened yeah and the ncaa never did come in to any conclusions Mm -hmm. on that they did not i guess close the investigation is is what i saw anybody who knows any more on this can correct me if i'm wrong on it but like you can like the person that's still what happened it did look to a lot of people like there was a quid pro quo on obtaining him for Ole Miss mm-hmm. well and like I guess his football coach got a job or something at Ole Miss yeah, yeah. and uh like I think that particular scene or two scenes was included to belay that fear from a white audience right like Maybe there's something insidious going on. Well, we addressed it in the movie. And no. Didn't you see when Sandra Bullock sat him down and said, we want you to go to Tennessee? Didn't you see that happen? Right. 
It's basically fact now is and in then, this movie. And then Michael Orr told the lady that he wanted to go to Ole Miss because that's where his family went. Yeah. Yeah. Like half <laughs> most of the black characters in this movie were antagonists. Is that the right word? Antagonist, right? Yeah. Because Sandra was the protagonist. Right, right. Yeah. Because the NCAA woman was sort of an antagonist. like she a- And was the gang guy. And the gang guy. And the guy that kicked him out on the streets and the mother that didn't take care of him. Yup. Yes. Yeah. So the message is the only way this person could be successful was that this white family... Raised him. him out of poverty. Taught him everything he knew about football. Made his career. Got, Got him, him a the scholarship and, and a tutor. Yeah. Who went to college with him. Like, she got an apartment in the movie, like, near campus to continue tutoring him. Yes. And that was one of the other things that was uh, incorrect about the movie. He did have a tutor, but... He didn't, like, raise his grades up at the school because his GPA was too bad by the time he even had a more stable environment there. His GPA was bad going into that school. Yeah. And the way he raised his GPA was he took online courses through Brigham Young University. Oh. Huh. And had the college courses that he took replace the grades of classes that he'd failed that's not a bad idea because it's way cheap even if you're not mormon to take those classes like hey tip for anyone who needs to increase their college gpa i guess that's really smart yeah so that's how he raised his gpa um it was the the school is angry at the depiction of the school there too oh miss or the the high the, school the christian yeah, high school that yeah. he went to because the, all the people were jerks yeah <laughs> they were like we didn't act like he wasn't worth saving like they he really- can't read he shouldn't be in my class but i i tore some of his poetry out of the garbage can and i think he's worthwhile he wrote about how we're all white and he isn't doesn't that make you think is yeah, kind of the implication yeah. there. They, like, ba- they barely touched on race. In a movie about race. In a movie about a black man. They made it child. about race and then we're like, but it's not really. Right. Yee. <laughs> I think that's my Ubik response. Oh, okay. Yee. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine mostly has been yikes, but that's not on the scale. It can be. But no, 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 no. I think, I think it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have an yeah and a yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little dampened because I've seen it before and I knew how bad it was going into it. Yeah, I just saw. Uh, I worked at the bookstore when this movie came out. I worked at Borders. I'm going to say it because it's out of business. It's not like <laughs> so. People were all about it. Like, oh, the blind side. Have you seen the blind side? These are customers. I mean, the people I worked with for the most part were like, that looks like a white lady that wants a lot of praise for being a decent human being. But not so decent as to, you know, like 
help care the about community. what the kid felt or that <laughs> yeah, i mean she's got so much go- like a ten thousand dollar couch yeah she told him you've about ruined this ten thousand dollar couch like like that's oh, a kind thing to say why would you say that yeah why would you say that why would they depict her saying that why because that's I guess in the film industry, a white person's way of being nice. And the reason they took him in wasn't because of football in this movie either. The reason they took him in was because like... He was walking alone in the rain with no coat. But before that, he was picking up garbage. So he could eat it later. Yeah, but that's not how it came off. Oh. It came off as he was tidying up because he's a good steward. Oh no, it came off as like he's getting the spare popcorn to eat later. Yeah. Those were popcorn bags. And then they have him in his house and he sits down at the dinner table. By himself. To eat properly. And they feel bad and stop watching football and go sit down and have a family meal. Because he's just... Genteel. He's just, he just has such good manners. He's he's sim- He's Ferdinand the Bull. He's Ferdinand the Bull. He's so simple and so kind. And protective. It just did not, I mean, every point, you know, Michael Orr would say something, the character would say something about how, like he said, he'd never owned a bed before. Mm -hmm. And they did this dramatic thing where Sandra Bullock, like, goes, oh, well, you've got one now. And then cries. And walks down the hallway and goes into a room by herself to cry because it was about how she felt about him being homeless. And then she goes and talks to the mom about getting custody. There's nothing... I don't think there's ever any screen time shared between Michael Orr and his mom in the movie. And it's like, Sandra's character knows where she is. She could have arranged something. Like, it's so nuts. Yeah, I don't know what the real-life relationship between him and his mother... I don't either, but clearly they took liberties for this movie. But yes, you can, with just a little reading, find his version of the story, Mm -hmm. which is quite different. Yeah. And if you're interested in this story, probably... Read his version. Read the version... (laughs) By the person that's actually about. Because he didn't like the blind side. The Tuies did. He thought it portrayed the family well. I read that quote on Wikipedia. He was like, it it treated them fairly, is what he said. Or something like that. But it didn't treat him fairly. Oh, it did not. No. He, He did say he liked that it gave a message of hope. Yeah. Everything I've read about him is that... It's not that he's raging against this or trying to be. It's very diplomatic. He is because I think he is respectful and still involved with that family. And, you know, he's not he's not here to be mean. He's just telling people this. This isn't my story. Mm -hmm. And. It's almost like because he's not aggressively yelling about how it's not his story, no one's paying attention to that. But you know, if he was, he would get painted in such a terrible light. And so he can't even assert his own story. Yeah. And that's what makes this kind of movie so insidious. 
and they're bad. Don't watch them. Don't it, like yeah, them. Yeah, uh-uh. it's no. bad. It's a bad movie. Wish I hadn't. Yeah. And we're gonna keep rolling with this. Apparently, I know. No, like, this whole month is like this whole podcast until we die is gonna be so bad. <laughs> but also this month in particular. <laughs> Wait, maybe we'll do a movies we like month. Uh, I, mm. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> All right, well, just remember, we are both professionals. Don't watch these at home. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 911, what's your emergency? Senora, me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que el que sería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después. ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.